0: Good morning, everybody, and good morning, Adora, from out here in Seattle, Washington, at the studios of KXOTKUOW, live. I'm kind of on a power trip, as you know, but it has nothing to do with my psychology. My travels to the West Coast with a bunch of uh, takeaway producers this week is to take a look at some new, potentially revolutionary energy technologies in their scientific infancy. And yesterday, for the first time anywhere, we got to see the dramatic rollout of a new way of growing algae in huge quantities to produce biofuels from polluted water. And if there was any way to make green, gooey algae dramatic, we were going to find it in a soaring, breathtaking, okay, totally dull, two-story office building. Which is where I found Michael Weaver, the CEO and ba- founder of the biotech company BioNevitas. I asked him how we could turn tons of green goo into something we can run our cars on.
1: The industry really requires three problems to be solved. And one problem is a strain selection. Can we have an algae that is fat enough with lipids to really produce enough oil for, for fuel production? So that's number one.
0: So you're really looking for a, a, a gluttonous... Oil-filled <laughs> algae species exactly. to, 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 br- to bring your oil along.
1: Here. Yes, and that creates its own issues because the fatter the algae, generally the slower it grows. Oh. So, so you want to have something that reproduces pretty quickly. This stuff divides generally anywhere between 8 and 24 hours, so it's a very quickly growing growing algae. So you want to have something that's not going to slow that down. Uh, so that's one, one, one part, part of the process. The second part is a growing process, which is essentially what we've decided to tackle, is how can we grow it so quickly and so densely that we can get 7 to 10 times uh, the amount you would normally have if you just grew it in your backyard, for instance okay,
0: so this is this is the machine this is the garden of earth changing delights that's going to turn algae into biofuel it is indeed, and nobody's
1: seen this before nobody's seen this before outside of this laboratory
0: well let's let's see it okay here we go I'm excited yeah, I'm looking at a tank full of green goo, and there's some bubbles and um
1: there's gold in that goo. Wow, that, that really, that's, that's going to save the world, huh? Now that we have this giant mass of, of algae, we need to actually extract all those pieces out of it. So when, you say, I, when I say I can create tons and tons and tons of algae, the biggest issue, of course, is, well, that's great, but how does that translate into oil? And frankly, that's something that the industry has not yet solved.
0: So right now, there is no factory, refinery-level, Valero-level kind of process
1: right. for turning
0: tons of goopy, smelly algae into actual biofuel.
1: No, not, nothing that's been announced yet. There are plenty of companies that are working on exactly that, though. There are now, interestingly enough, there are companies that will take the algae oil and then generate uh, jet fuel directly from that, which is very exciting. And we've oh. seen a couple right. of flights recently. Japan Airlines had a flight, Continental Airlines had a flight, that utilize algae as well as other oil-based crops, or excuse me, crops that have significant oil content in it used for fuel, and actually have been performing very well in the jets. And this,
0: this algae was obtained from somewhere other than the airline food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, it was, this algae was obtained from Hawaii, from where there's a large growing algae-growing algae region, yes. Yeah.
0: So a lot of environmentalists would say the future is green on planet Earth,
1: but you would say, no, actually it's green goop, right? <laughs> I, I, I might market it that way, absolutely. It's certainly green goop. Uh, uh, algae takes up a lot less Landmass to grow also than than existing uh, methods of growing vegetables for fuel. If algae is collecting sunlight at the top of a body of water, mm-hmm. as it grows and produces more algae, the sun can't get below. That's exactly right. That's the fundamental flaw with growing algae at large volumes for biofuel production. Biofuel is actually a very low-value product when it comes to algae. There's other things you can grow algae for, like nutraceutical products that actually have higher value than, than biofuels. But certainly the market for biofuels is very large. The biggest problem, however, is you have to grow it extremely dense in order for it to be able to be cost-effective for biofuel production.
0: That means you've got to grow it at the top of the water, the middle of the water, the bottom of the water, and the sun doesn't go down that low. The sun doesn't go down that low.
1: So existing algae ponds, for open ponds, are generally about uh, 3 to 4 to 10 centimeters deep, and that's it. And the reason is because anything deeper than that is not going to get any sunlight anyway. So how do you solve that? Well, this is what, essentially what we've done here at BioNavitas. Each of these boards have a series of, of light-emitting diodes. There, as you see, it's being turned on. They're red and blue, Ooh. which... So red and blue is the wavelengths that the algae can most efficiently process. So we only feed it with red and blue, uh, blue lights inside this tank. You notice also that you have full brilliance on this panel, yet that panel is, is faded a bit. As, as the algae gets blacker and blacker, this panel is only about two centimeters away from the surface, uh, you'll actually see it disappear. And that's the problem that, 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 that uh, algae has in growing at high volumes for biofuel production, is ultimately blocks its own light and can't get enough. To do the kind of biofuel
0: production that we would need to replace any segment of our consumption of, uh, of carbon fuels. We would need, like, Lake Erie, Lake Superior-sized vessels to produce this algae, unless we have some kind of scientific breakthrough.
1: Currently, the United States consumes about 70 billion gallons of diesel fuel each year. If you were going to replace all that diesel fuel with the current sources of biodiesel, which are soybean and canola, soybean you'd have to plow under about 64% of the United States, just to plant soybeans for biodiesel. Uh, for canola it would be about 24% of the United States. For algae, less than 1%. About a third or a quarter of the state of Arizona, the size of Arizona, for algae. But that assumes that you can grow algae at the kind of volumes that, 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 that the potential of algae has. But is there a scaling issue here fundamentally? I mean, if it took hundreds
0: of millions of years for biomass to become oil has the kind of efficiency, combustion efficiency to drive these enormous machines. Do we really think we can get away with doing this in a speeded up? I mean, it's cheating to think that we can do this in a matter of months,
1: right? The biggest problem, of course, is you're trying to uh, compete against sort of a magic fluid. Oil is incredibly... It has a huge energy content. It's very difficult to replace with a single solution. So are we going to be able to replace everything with algae tomorrow? It's not going to happen. There you go. Uh, are we going to be able to replace uh, oil with, um, with with lots of different solutions, a combination of of, of different types of of, of power generation, of fuel generation, and so on? Yes, we'll be All able to right. ultimately do that.
0: So any of these kinds of solutions, and particularly this one, is still going to involve major redefinitions of fuel demand by consumers. We're gonna to have to change yes. the way we transport ourselves, yes. the, the, the way we heat our homes, the kinds of uh, choices we make about energy for this to even work. Exactly,
1: uh, we'll abs- will absolutely have to do that no matter what we do with especially if we want to talk, consider climate change as well. Uh, we cannot be creating uh, fuels that are essentially one-way fuels, you're, you're digging carbon out of the ground and you're releasing it into the atmosphere. Right. Uh, you need to have something that's going to be able to consume <clears throat> CO2 from the atmosphere and create a fuel that, that, that essentially can, can sequester it short term.
0: Mike, there's a beautiful lesson here, and I can feel it. For hundreds of millions of years, algae has been our friend. Yes, It's time for us to be algae's friend. Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> it's certainly time for us to renew our friendship, yes.
0: Michael Weaver, CEO and founder of BioNavitas. Adora, you can go to our website and see a tour, a video tour of the lab. That's our power trip for today.